0: Let us turn to the Word of God. The Christian's Power. This is the title of our message. Today's message comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. Please rise. For the reading of the word of God, Romans chapters 8, chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. Because those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the Word of God stands forever. Please be seated. Let us ask God for the illumination both body and soul for this message Lord God we ask for an increase in our knowledge and love for you Lord God illuminate our mind heart and entire being so that we may receive the message of your written word we ask and we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus amen let me begin by introducing our message. Now, if you notice, I don't know if you have, I don't know if you noticed, I don't know if you um, you, you see, you saw that um, I started at verse 14, and that was in the middle of a sentence. Okay, but there's a reason for that because last week I preached, or a few weeks ago I should say, it's been a few weeks now, I preached from Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 13. If you remember, the title of that message was. The Christian's power. I tried to show that in Romans chapter 8 verses 1 through 13, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, describes the existence of Christians as one joined to Christ Jesus because the spirit of God has joined us to him. Now, in order, in other words, the spirit of God has joined Christians to to Christ Jesus. Now, I also tried to support this by, or support this, this message with the following points. From our guilt before God, we saw that because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, God has condemned unbelievers. From the grace of God, we saw that because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, God has absolved absolved Christians of their sins, that is, forgiven Christians of their sins. For our, from our heartfelt gratitude, we saw that because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, we live out of thankfulness unto God. Amen? Now that I have covered last week's material, let us cover today's material. Today, the title of our message, once again, is Children of God. Today I will set out before you that in Romans chapter 8 verses 14 through 17, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, describes the existence of Christians as one in connection, one in connection with God the Father, because Christians belong to the kingdom of God. In other words, the Christian's existence in relation to God is similar to living in a family. Now the author of this message, as we all know, is Paul. Paul. And we know that some things about Paul, one of the things that we, we must know, we, we should know, is that Paul is an apostle of Jesus Christ. That is, he is a messenger, anointed messenger of God. He is chosen by God to, to go forth And preach the gospel of Jesus Christ specifically to the Gentiles, that is, those who are not Jews. Is that clear? It's important to understand this because, as Paul writes, every now and then you will see his Jewish roots come forth as he talks about some of the laws that were given by God specifically to the descendants of Israel. And so but we must understand that he is speaking to them that is the Jews as well as the Gentiles, but primarily to the converted Jews and primarily to us, the Gentiles, those who are not in the direct uh, or who are not direct descendants of Israel. This message is written in the first century AD. It is believed that it, Paul wrote this message from Corinth and he wrote to, again, those Jews who were who were converted and Gentiles who were converted to Christianity in Rome. Now, you need to understand that back then during that time, you know, a lot of times, you know, you we would probably think that it was dark, dark times. but really it wasn't the dark, dark times at all. Listen, listen, there is nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. It was a time. Yes, it was a time that was new, especially for uh, those who were in Christ Jesus. But remember, Jesus had died. He had risen and he ascended into heaven. And by this time, it had at least 50 years had, had passed. So a half a century had already passed. And so it was not as if it was that new it wasn't it wasn't really all that new in the sense that it, it was not as if it just the that 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 the life of our lord and savior jesus christ had just happened a day prior or a few weeks or a months or a couple of years or so but this had already been over 50 years amen so but now this is just given to you as background information, so as you're reading, when you're reading this letter, understand that these there they, that there are things going on, and some things were fairly new to the church that was going on, and so some of the things that I'm convinced of that Paul is writing about, he's he's trying to address issues that were current during that time, and we can learn from that. We can learn from that, and we can take those things, those things that Paul wrote. And we can, we can apply it in our lives. And that's what we're trying to do even now, today. This is the word of God. Praise be to God. Amen? Amen. How can we fully understand all this, though? What am I talking about this? I'm talking about how can we fully understand that the Christian's existence in relation to God is similar to living in a family? Well, I would try... To start by laying out before you. And we can see these points as we go along. Beginning with point number one. We will try to see that because Christians belong to the kingdom of God. Unbelievers are a condemned member of the kingdom of God. Similar to what I spoke about last week. (laughs) You You know, it's really, I mean, they're really related. That they're really tightly related. I mean, that, again, I, you know, as you can see, I started right in the middle of, of one of the sentences from our last message. So pretty much that's the same as from last week. Un- encourageable sinners—that's what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about those who refuse and reject the Lord our God as their savior. Now. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of expand more on that as time goes on. Now, point number two, because Christians are a member of the kingdom of God, the spirit of God eternally keeps us in the grace of God. That's point number two. And point number point number three, because Christians belong to the kingdom of God, we are thankful unto God the Father for our divine election. Now we'll talk more about that as time goes on as well. Let's begin with point number one. Point number one, because Christians are a member of the kingdom of God, unbelievers are condemned members of the kingdom of God. Is this something to rejoice in? No, it's not. So I don't want to confuse anyone. I'm not setting, setting this out. To point fingers. Because guess what. For all those who were in Christ Jesus. We too at one time. Were in the same boat. We too at one time. Were unbelievers. Destined. For. Condemnation. Destined. For destruction, destined for hell, eternal separation from God Almighty. But before I go any further, let me bring this out because God is in the business of what I like to call kingdom building, He's building. A kingdom of people and the Bible describes that we are part of that kingdom in this kingdom there of course is a king now we don't oftentimes use the word kingdom we don't oftentimes we can't you know we don't we don't talk in these terms so that's why I, I need to bring this out that In the kingdom of God, God is the king. Did you all get that? God is the king. He is the supreme king, meaning that there is no authority above him. There is no authority equal to him except for that which he has given. Is that clear? The Bible. When you read the Bible, you must begin to think in a big picture kind of way. What I mean by thinking a big picture kind of way. Try to see the big picture. Try to see that from beginning to end, God is building a kingdom. A kingdom of People. A kingdom of not only people, but guess what? All the angels and all the creation of God is part of this kingdom. Amen? Amen? So within this kingdom, guess what? We're not the only ones. Okay? When I mean we're not the only ones, I mean that those who will call themselves Christians in this kingdom, And even now, we can see that God has what is called basically nations, has set up nations of people. There's a nation of those whom are in Christ, that is, those who call themselves Christians, and there's a nation of those who are not in Christ, those who are outside of the nation. Of Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now those who are outside of the nation. Of Christ our Lord. Is the ones that I'm talking about here. That we need to recognize. Because they are the ones. Whom God. Has also. In a real way. Has. How can I say it. Say it. He has been very generous to. And I don't know if you recall last week, I kind of touched on this. You know, we live with them even now, today. As a matter of fact, we pray for them. We pray for them. Why? Because it is they who protect us. They protect us, they guard us. Listen, we live in a great nation. And why did I say we live in a great nation? We live in a great nation because we can come together, like we're doing even right now, and worship the Lord our the Lord Jesus. When I say Jesus, right? The Lord Jesus Christ, and not be afraid. As a matter of fact, they support us in this. They support us. We're able to do what we do because. Those who are, not all of them, but many of them, who are of the nation outside of Christ, they protect us and allow us to do what we do. And so that's why I, I want to make sure we you you don't think that I'm I'm bringing this out to kind of point fingers at them and 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 talk bad about them because I, I will never do that. And I think that Christians who do that. Are 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 wrong. It's just they're wrong for doing that. God, they're God creation. They are given by God, and they're given for a purpose, His purpose, and that's that's all that should matter to us primarily, Amen. Amen. But then again, why do I share this with you? Let's go back over to our passage here. Verse fourteen. Remember now, verse fourteen. When it starts off with because, that means uh, it is connected with something else, and that which goes precede that precedes it. So let's go up to thirteen. Verse thirteen. Everybody, take out your, your, your Bible, please. It says here. Matter of fact, let's even go all the way up to number twelve. It says, therefore, brothers, and it says brothers. That's including. Sisters as well. I want to include the sisters as well. We have an obligation, but it's not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Why will you live? You will live because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Those who are led by the spirit of God. Are what? Sons, of God. sons of, of God. That is children of God. That's really. You know it's not brought out in your text. But the, the son. Is a translation. Of the Greek word technon. Technon really is children. Little children. And oftentimes, Many times. Numerous times. And this is just one of the rare cases It's always rendered children of God. So we're talking about the children of God. And that's why I titled this message, Children of God. Now, children of God are led by the spirit of God. Did you know that in the Bible, there there are those whom are children of Satan? That is those who are led by Satan himself. Those who are led, those who are, when I I mean led, you know, a lot of times when you think of being led, you think of somebody who's sort of like just a person who just kind of, Goes out in front of you. Someone who, whom you can follow and so forth. But this term led is much, much more deep, deeper. Uh, when, it, when it says being led. Because they are because those who are led by the spirit, it's not just talking about we're following the spirit. And that's what you need to understand. It's talking about those who are under the authority of the Spirit of God. That those who are up under the authority of the Spirit of God. So, but now, if there are those who are up under the Spirit of God, who are those who are not up under the Spirit of God? Well, I'm here to tell you who they are. And that is, they are the ones who are basically up under the authority of Satan. Listen, think about this for a moment. If you remember back in the Old Testament, You remember who was in the garden. Tempting Eve. Who was there? Satan Satan himself. Okay. Alright. At least one of Satan's. uh, Probably not Satan directly. But definitely one of the. uh, One of those whom. uh, Belong to the. Basically the kingdom. Of Satan. Those who are influenced by Satan. And so. They were tempted, basically, though, by Satan. That's the way the Bible talks about it. They were tempted by Satan. They were up under the influence of Satan. These who are under the influence of Satan, these who who reject the Lord Jesus Christ, these who Set up for themselves false gods. These who are idolatrous in their practices. Belong to those who are of the nation of Satan. And they are condemned members of the kingdom of God. They they are part of the kingdom of God. They They are part of the kingdom of God. And so being that they are part of the kingdom of God, we have to we as Christians must be wise in all our dealings. We I'm trying to get you to a place of thinking again with the big picture, thinking and looking at the big picture, understanding the big picture. And in this big picture there are there are individuals. There are individuals who are part of the clan I don't know clan is probably not a term we use but I just family we're, we're used to the term family right they're part of the family of Satan and guess what guess where they are some of you probably haven't even thought about that but I'm here to tell you they're not just outside of the church as a matter of fact the Bible is clear Guess what? They're right here with us. That's right. They're right here with us. The Bible, Jesus talks about the wheat and the tares. The wheat are those who are Christians. And the tares are those who are unbelievers or those who are part of the family of the enemy, which is Satan. And God and, and the Lord Jesus He He talked about them and and, and He and it's sort of like a parable, and he, he basically in this parable the question was asked, well should we take up that is should we destroy the tares in order that the wheat may grow, and the answer was no, let them remain, let the tares remain, let those who are the, of the enemy. Those who belong to the family of the enemy, that is Satan, let them remain. Because if you, if you, if you, I don't know if you, you've ever, well, I think um, some of you probably have um, worked in a garden, right? In a garden, there are weeds out there. And in order to get the weeds, you have to kind of work around the the good plants. Because When I say work around the good plants, you have to be very careful when you're trying to tear up weeds and destroy them so that the good plants can grow. Because if you're not careful, guess what? You end up pulling up the good plants. And so it is that way in the kingdom of God, presently. At this time, there are enemies. Those who belong to the the family of, of of Satan that are right here with us. And so you have to be very careful. And what I mean by being very careful, I mean just know that they're here. And that you need to be praying and asking God for wisdom on how to identify them and how to deal with them. And how to Just basically what God's will is for them and understand what his will is. And his will is, I'm going to tell you, even though that which is meant for evil toward God, guess what? God will take that and change it for good. That's our God. He's awesome, isn't he? And so this is why I bring that out. And I didn't bring that out much last week, but I'm trying to continue to to tease this out so that you can see why I begin with the guilt of fallen humanity all are guilty, we're all guilty we're all deserving of eternal condemnation that is separation, destruction eternal deaths of hell along with Satan and all his cohorts that is his family but guess what, that day has not yet come That day has not yet come. We live in a day where we have to learn how to deal with the, the enemy, that is, with those who are part of the family of Satan, and we have to learn how to wisely deal with them. And that takes prayer. That takes deliberate action on our parts, on how to cope with them and how to deal with them. Amen? Amen. Enough with that. Now to point number two. Because Christians are a member of the kingdom of God, the Spirit of God eternally keeps us in the grace of God. He keeps us. What I mean by keeps us. The Spirit of God, praise God, and that's what we just talked, we just saw, right? We talked, we talked a little bit about the Spirit leading us. Basically, what that means is that we're up under his authority and his influence. Amen? Amen. For those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. For those who are joined with Christ Jesus, we're up under the care of the spirit of God. And he takes us, as it were, or I should say in a way that is similar to being part of a family. He treats us as being part of the family of God. And that's why we of all people, we of all people, I don't know if you notice down here, what's that? Let's go down to verse number 15. For those who are in Christ Jesus, it says right here, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave to, again to fear. So guess what? We don't have to fear the enemy. Don't, 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 mis- don't get me, a, don't, don't be mistaken. I'm not telling you to fear the enemy. Have you noticed that? I didn't say, be afraid of them. And I'm not even encouraging you to go out and fight them and beat them up. To take matters as it were in your own hands. And that's what some Christians have done. They have taken matters into their own hands. To try to defend God. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. As soon as you think you need to defend God, you're in the wrong position. God don't need you to defend Him. As soon as you think you need to go out and start fighting and battling demons... Guess what? You're going to lose. You're in a losing battle. Satan has been around far too long for you to battle with him. Your arms are too short to box with Satan. I'm here to tell you that right now. You better leave him alone. The Bible says resist the enemy. Resist them. What does that mean? That means cling to that which is good. Which is The gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Depends to that which is good. That is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Being led by the Holy Spirit. Being up under the authority of the Holy Spirit. That's how you resist the enemy. You don't go out and try to argue them or strong arm them into the kingdom. Or into getting right. Or to living like this or living like that. Listen. It's just like. You don't go and take a pig who has been living in a pigsty for all his life. Mud, dirt, his own feces. You don't go take him and then take him and bring him into your household. Wash him up, put perfume on him and expect for him to change. He's not going to change or it's not going to change. A pig is going to remain a pig for all his life because that's his nature. And you can't change it. And it's the same way with us. We can't change the nature of the enemy. That is those who are part of the family of Satan. Amen? Amen. We're really quiet right now. But you got to know this. you got to know this. This is important. It says here, For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. That means living in fear, being cowardly. I better not say nothing. I better not say nothing about about what Jesus is doing in my life, cause they might, I might get in trouble. No, no, you don't. If 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 it's if it's in your heart and it's that time for you to say it, say it. If it's right. Don't get me wrong. Don't go out and and, and start trying to pick a fight. Don't cast your pearls. To, to, to the swine meaning don't don 't go out and looking for people who don 't want to hear nothing with, about jesus don 't want to have nothing to do with jesus i 'm not saying that, but you know what i 'm talking about. there are opportunities where you have that you can talk about Jesus that you can share the 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 the, the wealth that you have and and and, and those kind of things there 's a time for that but don 't be afraid because we we'll won 't have nothing to fear but fear it still amen. amen. And, um, so, but you receive the spirit of what? Sonship. That is, listen, in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God, God has made us his children. That's right. We're his children. And so it would be similar to what you probably are familiar with. It'd be similar to who's the president of the United States? Barack Obama. Does Barack Obama have children? Yes, he does. Have you ever seen those children on TV? They look pretty good, don't they, right now? <laughs> I don't know if you saw them lately, but they're some there's some gorgeous little girls. And I tell you, Mama and Daddy treat them right. I mean, they're dressed in the best. No doubt about it. Chelsea Clinton, you remember her? Same way. She's getting ready to get married. But you know what? I, I, I respect the Clintons. You know why? Because they have done everything they can to protect her, to allow her to to live her life privately as possible. I mean, you don't hear much about her, but that's because her parents are protecting her, always protecting her, keeping her. And 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 she 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 evidently she minds her parents because when um her mother was running for president, she was out campaigning. I just thought, man, that was just that was just. You can't do no more to honor your parents than that, I mean just out campaigning for for her mom, speaking it up for her mom that's my mom, my mom should be president, you know it's like, yeah, you know, I just thought man that was a that was just such a such a blessing and so, but I share that with you because listen, God has made us his children, and guess what, being that we are his children, he's going to take care of us, he's going to provide for us for all our needs, just like a good father should you know one of the things is that the reason why i do what i do is because i want to be i mean in my heart i really want to be the best father because i know that if i can be the best father chances are that you'll be blessed by that and that you will think about your heavenly father in a positive way instead of a negative way and many of us men we need to be positive fathers And and, and trust that by being positive fathers, our children will will grow up and think positively about God and and depend on God. Just like our children right now, as you as our children should depend on us right now. Amen? Amen. Children of God. That's who we are. Those who are in Christ Jesus are children of God. Isn't that a blessing to know that you are a child of God and that God is your father? And that God provides for all your needs. Not only your temporal needs, what I mean by temporal, I mean not even not just for your needs right now as you know it. I mean, you get fed, you know, you have food for your body, water, drink, and all those kind of things. But He also provides for your eternal needs. Guess what? The reason why we're not part of those who are the family of Satan, the reason why we're we're not uh a part of those who are condemned is not because of something in us naturally; it's because of God's favor upon us. It's because God's favor upon us. It's, it's that that's the that's the plain simple reason. God has for those who who call on Jesus Christ as Lord, for those who worship the Lord Jesus, and can. And boldly say that they are Christians, it's not because of anything in them, anything in us. It's simply because of God's favor for us. Do you understand that? That's why, listen, all this that's written before you, these are written as truths. They're not written as written as as sort of a um, set up as something as that if you do it, meaning it's not conditional. These are not conditional statements. These are factual statements. Let's go back there for a minute. You've got to understand this. It says here, for you did not receive, that's that's, that's a statement, an actual statement. Paul is saying, you know what, assertively, you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. There's, There's no condition there. This is who you are. This is, your existence. You are part of the family of God. And listen. And share this with you. Because I want you to live that as well. Live like you are a part of the family of God. From day to day. Trusting that yesterday is gone. tomorrow's not promised. But we have today. We know this. Not only do we have today. But we have eternity. Because we are children of God. And that it is God's purpose to transform us, to change us. And guess what? To show us that this is his intention, he has given us what? The Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit has been given to Christians as a deposit. A first deposit. It's no... when you buy a house and you find a house, when you find a house and you, you decide, you know what, I want that house, I want to buy that house, you make an offer. And if the offer is accepted, you have to put down a down payment to show that, you know what, in good faith, I will be back and I will buy this house. And if I don't be back, if I, want, if I, if I don't come back, you can have this deposit. <laughs> Did you catch that? Did you understand that? It's the same way with the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, the children of God have received the spirit of God as a first deposit. Isn't that wonderful? Now listen, you got to understand, the spirit is God. It's it's, it's nature, it's God. It's It's a person, yes, but it is God. (laughs) So, guess what? Do you think that God is going to renege on his his promise, meaning that that which he has promised those who are in Christ Jesus, which is eternal life, right? That is to be eternally united with the Lord, our the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you think he's going to renege on it? He's going to all of a sudden say, you know what? Oh, I changed my mind. I'm going to walk away. No, he's not. Why? Because he has given you himself. That is, that is the greatest gift that anyone could ever give is himself. Because if he doesn't follow through, guess what? You have, he's basically has has put himself in a position that, that he will be destroyed. And he's not going to let that happen. I know you guys got that, that, that look on your face. How is he going to be destroyed? Well, that's just the point. He's not. He can't. He can't be destroyed. And that's why he's put himself on a line to back up his promises that he's going to, that which he has promised, that which he has started, he will complete. Children, you remember, we just read about this not too long ago, right? See, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. That's why he has said that I am the what the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Amen. Uh huh. See. Everything. And everything, the Lord, our God, that which he has planned, that which he has will, he will complete it. That which he has promised, he will complete it. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's keep on moving now. I think you guys got that point. Final point. Point number three. Because Christians belong to the kingdom of God, we are what? Thankful. (laughs) You should be thankful, right? Come on now. We should be thankful unto God the Father for what? Our divine election. Because remember... We are who we are, children of God, not because of anything in us. It's not because we're all cute and cuddly. Because, you know, we are. We know that, right? We're so cute and cuddly. We're irresistible. No one should resist us. We're human. We're, you know, But that's not true, is it? Because if it was true, we wouldn't what? We wouldn't die, would we? That's God's judgment upon us. That's God's statement and saying, you know what? You're not cute and cuddly. That's why you die. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to fix that. As being, you, as being part of the kingdom of God, I'm going to fix that. But you need to first understand that, guess what? You need to what? Repent. That is, turn away from your sins and all your wicked and evil doings. And when you do sin, you need to seek God, because according to First John one nine, what does it say, children? Confess your sins unto God. Why? Yes, because He's faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins. And to yeah, come on now, you guys are kind of yeah, I don't know now. I'm gonna have to go back. We're gonna have to review that a little bit more. God said, he said that because he knows, guess what? We're still not yet finished. There's more to be done. But still we can be thankful because we know that what? God is going to complete that which he has promised. He's going to finish what he has started. Amen? Because if he doesn't, then he essentially rejects himself. He has cursed himself. And he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. That which he has given us, which is the first deposit of the Holy Spirit, he, he is going, he's going to come back and he's going to honor that. That's what he's saying. He's going to send his son, Jesus Christ, to complete that which he has started. There's a day coming, and that's the day that we look forward to. See, as Christians, we are really like pilgrims passing through this life. Looking what? Forward. To the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because we know that in that day when he returns... We are going to receive those eternal bodies which we rightly own as children of God so that we can live with God almighty forever. According to the Bible, he will be in the midst. That is God's purpose and it has always been his purpose to live in the midst of his people, his creation, his kingdom. Remember, he's in the business of kingdom building. And he's building us up as part of that kingdom, as priests, as kings, amen. As queens, you know. I got to, I got to keep, you know. A lot of, a lot of the language I got to remember. You know, we got women in in here, and listen, women in the in the kingdom of God are equal. There's no, there is no, you know. Isn't that, you know, isn't that wonderful? You're, you're equal with us, with men, in in a real sense. In many religions, that's not the case, but in the kingdom of God, you're equal. That's why, guess what? There's no marriage because you're equal. For right now, though, you, you get married because you and you're up under the protection of the of the male for a reason. But in the eternal kingdom, in the big picture, in the big picture, you're queens. Amen. And priestesses. I don't know. Did I say that? Whatever. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Females term for that. But priest person or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm going too far now. <laughs> let me hush. Because I remember this. This, this is, this is going to be all. They're going to be talking about me for a long. I've been a hush. I talk too much now. <laughs> Anyways. Let the Lord be praised. Let the Lord God be honored. I must decrease. He must increase. So it doesn't matter. All right. Let me uh, let us close by remembering, and keeping in mind the following key points, because Christians are a member of the kingdom of God. Unbelievers are. Sadly to say, and I got to always remember this, sadly to say, condemned members of the kingdom of God. God has passed them over because this, guess what? We all are sinners. According to the Bible, Romans chapter three. Verse 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All are deserving of death. The wages of sin is death. All of us, but God has sadly passed them over. And that's why they don't believe. And they won't believe, sadly to say. But point number two, and let us not forget point number two. Because Christians are a member of the kingdom of God. The spirit of God keeps us. He guards us. He preserves us and he will keep us for all eternity. Amen. Amen. For that future return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ especially. For in that day when he returns, we will be his and he will be ours forevermore. Because Christians belong to the kingdom of God, we are thankful unto God the Father for our divine election. See, we're not thankful because they're condemned or because they're whatever. No, no. We don't We don't live our lives like that. We're just thankful for what we have. Because we know that there's nothing in us worthy to receive the grace of God. So we're thankful. We're truly thankful. I mean, so many times i lie lying there and I just, you know, in my most saddest and most pitiful moments. My wife would remind me. I, mean, I can be pitiful sometimes. I know it it's so pitiful. It's pitiful I am I'm pitiful I get pitiful I, get, I just get down on myself so bad and then I, I remember you know what I'm a wretch I know that but I'm saved I'm a saved wretch amen, amen. I'm saved in Christ Jesus amen. and that is what I am most thankful for and that's what I should be most thankful for because God is reminding me he's saying you know what all these things, all these things that you're so worried about, you're so sad about. Guess what? They're all temporary. <laughs> and he just, it's kind of like as a, as a father, right? Sometimes, you know, get up, pass me on the rear end. <laughs> Snap out of it. <laughs> Snap out of it. But God, nobody, nobody loves you but me. No, 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 no. <laughs> The father says, no, 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 no. Ask me again on the butt. But father, they don't want to hear the gospel. And I don't have no one to preach to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Snap out of it. Snap out of it. You are mine. I am yours. Praise me. Praise praise God. And I'm like, oh yeah. (laughs) That's right. Let us praise Him, amen? All right. Okay. Let's please rise for the doxology. Now, to Him who was able to keep you and strengthen you according to the divine revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, according to the mystery that was kept secret for a very long time but has now been disclosed, and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations. According to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith, the only wise God be glory and honor, both dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Please enjoy the rest of the day. Hug one another before you leave, please, and enjoy the rest of the day.